Today on the Topic Show, Vivek on the EU considering sanctions against Tucker Carlson for interviewing Vladimir Putin, Tom Skira and Brett Kreischer debut their own vodka, Bud Light Las Vegas Dome ad gets mostly negative feedback, Target might take on Amazon.com with their own subscription service, Coca-Cola introduced a new flavored drink, and she's recalled due to contamination, which unfortunately has led already to a couple of folks to pass away. All of that much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special purpose in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. I gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so if you click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Target thinking they're gonna to try to take on Amazon.com with their own subscription service. Let that, let that sink in there for a second there. Target is gonna to try to take on Amazon. I. Actually impressed I said that with a straight face. But nevertheless, going to the actual article, this comes to us thanks to Melissa Cantor over that LinkedIn. And they note that, quote, Target is considering a paid membership program modeled after Amazon Prime to compete with its larger rival. Citing anonymous sources, in addition to generating subscription revenue, such as programs encouraging people to shop online and spend more money, yada yada, it is going to actually try to also drive customer loyalty. But Target's program, known internally as Project Trident, there better be an association or plug-in for the gum, because I mean, if not, that's just a lost opportunity. Nevertheless, they note that the Project Trident would be a late addition to the crowded market at a time when many consumers already have subscription fatigue. Amazon Prime launched in 2005, and they have, get this, 200 million members, which is astronomical. Not to brag, but I am part of the 1% of Americans who do not have Amazon Prime. Partially because, really, it's all fluff. You don't need anything there. They're not selling anything that you're going to die without. It's all luxury. And I understand some people need to have their products shipped in a New York minute. But, again, it's just luxuries you don't need. But, I, I understand. Now, Target, I can't fathom how they're going to try to compete against Amazon with a subscription service. I don't know if this is hinting at them, trying to get into content. But, you have to remember, with Amazon lost money for, like, a decade or more. I mean, their interviews with, I mean, Jeff Bezos famously on the Jay Leno show, like joking about how much they're losing money and it's part of the business model. And they had that calculated risk. They knew, you know, after a long amount of time, they would actually you know, turn a profit. And Amazon nowadays is more of, an, they're more of an IT company than anything else. They just happen to sell a few things online. You look at where their company is really growing is AWS, also known as Amazon Web Services. Also known as, instead of, you know, having your own rack and mount server, you know, having your own, rudimentary speaking, instead of having your own computer in your house, you just connected a wire to a monitor and you have a computer in someone else's house. That's simply put, Amazon has millions of data, not millions, they have many data centers with servers, storage and compute. And I mean, it's helped them become the most profitable, powerful company on the planet. And I can't fathom how Target is going to try to compete with them. Again, they do know in the article, people already have subscription fatigue. How many do you have already? I mean, it's just astonishing. Every streaming platform have one, has one. And I don't know what the value add of Target is going to be. Granted, I know they sell not, they, they don't just sell groceries, partially because there's only 2% profit margin in grocery stores to begin with on average. But I guess they do sell, you know, TVs, clothes, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I guess maybe they're just going to try to copy Amazon and say, hey, if you pay for a subscription, you'll get a free shipping after $25 or $35, or whatever it is. So it'll be interesting to see how they go from there. They also note that Target may incorporate shipped, and that's their grocery delivery business, which, again, I don't know who's in charge of Target's marketing. I, we should not assume they have a modicum of intelligence given their past performance of carrying products that are extremely highly controversial, such as satanic materials, and I'm not being bombastic. They actually had a pin, an enamel pin, high quality, I'm sure, but it actually had the picture of Satan, and it was written out in plain English, Satan respects pronouns. Target thought, good idea, let's carry this product. Obviously, it backfired. Many people, especially conservatives, but started to boycott the store. They also had the controversy of targeting kids, pun moderately intended with their name, for sexual things. And that caused a big backlash. And now they, they're 
Their delivery service is called Shipt. S H S H I P T. Again, why don't you call it something like Target Go or Target Home or Target? There's a million other things you could have called it, and yet that's that's what they call their grocery delivery business. Shipt. That's just late. I don't know. That's just pathetic to say the least. We also note that. Yeah, Target is doing pretty bad. Because again, they don't sell anything you need. It's a luxury store. It's basically Walmart, but more expensive. And many people would also say more political. Uh, they note the stock, and now I'm kind of curious. Let me pull up their stock trend right now. And like most, fine, oh, like pretty much all stock, hindsight's 2020. But going to their, I mean, the five-year trend, they're actually up. So five-year trend, they're up 108.97%. That's pretty good for a five-year trend. But in the one-year trend, they're down 13.78%, currently trading at $148.12 per share. What's the year to date? 3%, six months, they're up 13. One month is 4%. 52-week low is $102.93 per share. 52-week high was $177.29 27, per share. Dividend yield is 2.97%. So at least they do pay dividends. So there's incentive if you actually hold their stock and not sell it. But yeah, that is, yeah, I mean, 18% down during the same period. S&P 500, as compared to the S&P 500 index has gained to 20%. So again, I know there are certain luxury items that do increase in value. They're more durable during precarious account, economic activities during recession some people call them recession proof ferrari being one of them because they're the lead time and their order list is so long it takes years to get on the list and i mean just they kind of buffer that but with target i can't but think this year is everyone's worried about the economy the election the global conflict there's so much uncertainty in the market I and mean, people are being laid off i can't but think what's an easy way to cut back on your bills don't shop at target there's nothing you need there. So I'll be interested to see how many people are starting to tighten their belts, you know, throughout the years or throughout this year, and if that will especially hurt Target. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have Coca-Cola to debut a new flavor called Coca-Cola Spiced, which I suppose 18 people in the audience were asking for, maybe. Uh, they're one of the largest, most well-known brands since the dawn of time, basically. And they're expanding heavily into non-high fructose corn syrup poison. I mean, what's the nice way of saying junk food? Yeah, junk food. So interesting enough, traditional soda or pop, depending on where you are located, what you call it, those sales are actually decreasing, both not just for Coca-Cola, but also rivals like PepsiCo. So the core products that they're best known for, ironically, are the ones that are starting to decrease popularity as some Americans are starting to take their health more seriously and start to look at alternatives that aren't filled with more chemicals that no one could possibly pronounce. Alice Hill has led to Coca-Cola buying multiple sports drinks, coffee, and tea brands, including Dasani, which may have been around for a while. That's their water. They also have Smart Water, Vitamin Water, Topo Chico, Body Armor, Powerade, Costa, Georgia, Gold Peak, and Ayataka. Then they have a bunch of juices that they own, including Minute Maid, Simply Innocent, Del Val, Fairlife, and Adez, A-D-E-S. So they've been expanding exponentially, and they already have a pretty good portfolio of non-high fructose corn syrup stuff. So now the new one is going to be Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spiced Zero Sugar. So looking at the actual, let's see here, looking at the actual article from CNN Business, looks like, let's see here, the Rare Permanent Edition. Coca-Cola doesn't often add permanent new flavors, it's lineup. Spiced joins a few other flavors, such as that it always sells, including its flagship flavor, cherry and vanilla. Spice was selected because of its, quote, all being on category trend and responsive to our consumer preferences, unquote, who are craving bolder and punchier flavors. That's according to Sue Lin Cha, Coca-Cola's vice president of marketing for North America. Which almost sounds like a 90s punchline. These youth these days, they want, they crave a bolder and punchier flavors. I mean, that's more 1950s. Yeah, see, 1950s, they got that punch. I, again, maybe this will sell off the shelves. Maybe it'll just fly off the shelves. Maybe. Yeah, also, Coca-Cola's research also found that, quote, an increase 
in consumer willingness to try spiced beverage. And they noted that a raspberry was selected more than five times on its freestyle drink machines in 2022, where a company says, quote, often uses the inspiration for new flavors, which in terms of business brilliance, those cocoa machines around the country are a genius to say at least. You could combine, what is it, like a billion different combinations of different flavors to create your own drink. And of course, all of those machines are connected to the internet, connected to Coca-Cola HQ, and they're taking all that data and they're analyzing it so they know how to basically perfectly predict how much syrup they need to ship to which restaurants and how much they need to buy in raw materials, how much bastardized corn they need to buy from Iowa with high fructose corn syrup. So it's, I mean, it's brilliant they have those machines and they claim, you know, this new flavor is going to go great, going to go great again. And they say it's going to go on sale February 19th. So it'll be interesting to see how many people want to drink Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spiced Zero as they continue to try to add new flavors and options to the traditional Coca-Cola brand. Now, let me know in the comments. Have you ever thought of, yeah, you really want a, a spiced Coca-Cola? Is that something on your, your wish list for a drink? Or is that just, you know, nothing you ever thought of and probably never buy? Maybe you'll buy once to attempt. As always, be fascinating here what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Tom Zagura and Bart Chrysler launching a vodka, and they get ratioed immediately, with some analysts saying it was a negative 2 to 1 ratio with likes versus, or downvotes versus upvotes. And these are perhaps one of the best known comedians since, eh, in terms of comedian duos, maybe like Abbott and Costello. Yeah, Abbott and Costello, I'd say a good one, which certainly ages me. They were on back when the TV is black and white. Now, Tom Zagura is known for being. I guess maybe a psychopath in terms of his persona and his jokes and Bart Chrysler or as one or two people call him by his real name or alleged real name Bert Chrysler well he's known for having a lifetime of drinking copious amounts of alcohol so and taking his shirt off he, he is known for taking his shirt off and being morbidly obese and he allegedly does have jokes I've read reports that he has a couple and he is a machine those are the three things you need to know about Bert he drinks a lot he is the machine, and he's big. And he hasn't used the Mickey Mantle gene joke for a while, but he does have astonishing amount of athleticism given his lifestyle choices. He's actually he can perform feats of athletic capabilities no one would ever predict, which I suppose would also win you a lot of bar bets. But in all seriousness, they have their own podcast together in addition to being individual, individual stand-ups, and it's called Two Bears, One Cave. And they thought, you know, how can we make more money? And they decided we're going to debut our very own vodka, which is already a pretty saturated market. And I'm actually surprised, like, Tito's Vodka did just give them a bunch, an endorsement deal. Uh, Bert, or Bart, whatever I call him, he praised that company for probably over a decade for free a brand endorsement or just basically just giving them free promotional material. And... In terms of a product being on brand, this actually makes mo makes the most sense in terms of you wouldn't buy like a two bears one cave set of dumbbells. Like, no. I mean, you wouldn't buy a two bears one cave gym membership or what else would be completely against their character? A dictionary or a book or something like that. It's a moderate pun because Tom Spiro actually had the opportunity to interview one of the greatest directors of all time, Quentin Tarantino, to talk about his book. And Tom read the first couple pages, which I don't know if he's entitled or stupid or mentally vacuous is a nice way of saying it, to have the opportunity of a lifetime to meet Quentin Tarantino, talk about his book, and he didn't even read it more than a couple pages? Like, which I don't know if that's another story for the time. Now, it'll be interesting to see how much we can actually talk about, you know, how much can I actually play, since they're also known for striking down a lot of different people who cover their content. So... I'll probably play, I'm going to try to play 30 seconds from each of the segments. And one of the biggest issues with this too is, I mean, they put this video out. And again, I wrote down, this did happen last week, but I wrote down the statistics last week. And within three days, it got 400,000 views and only 8.6 thousand likes. And a lot of people that are using the YouTube plugin are saying it's got 16,000 downvotes. Because it's a, oh, it's more than I thought. It's an hour and nine minutes and nine seven seconds of them just, talking about this brand and i'll analyze that more in a second or two but we'll play let's see they're gonna talk about how they chose the drink we'll go to that 
we tell you everything about our lives. And when we feel like this is a family, I know that you guys come up to us all the time and say, I feel like I know you because yeah. you listen to the show. Well, you do. That's why we decided to do it at the big game because we're doing the show there. So we decided let's do a soft launch there just for the fans. We're going to have our vodka there for you to taste. We're going to have great fucking merch. I'm talking next level merch. Look over my left fucking shoulder. We're going to have great secret time. Tom wore our shirt when he did his half court shot. I did, I did. At the, at the Magic game, I saw it and I was like, oh, it's yeah, a dope yeah. shirt. Yeah. It's great merch. It is great merch. Uh, it's an even, I'm, and I'm, I'm saying this, I know I should be, but I'm going to just tell you, it is an amazing product. Like, <laughs> we have, we have a, an incredible product. We got paired up with, when you do something like this, the goal is you go, who's the best, like, who are the best people available to work with? So we did that. We sought out, uh, you know, my ADHD, a couple things. Hilariously enough, also, this video is also monetized on YouTube, so you have to watch one or two ads before they start. And throughout this, they also have ad reads as well, which, again, this whole whole hour video is just a promotion in and of itself. So they really got their money's worth out of this. And you know, it just feels clumsy and awkward. They're talking about how there's going to be great merch there. I mean, a much more cooler promo would be like, if you buy something from Top Technologies, Anytime in first fiscal quarter, you get a free flamethrower with every purchase. Go to timetechnologies.com to learn a little bit more. That is a little, at least funny and interesting. And it's actually a series. Go to my website, you'll see it. But in this case, it's, so they're going to have merch to sell you. They're going to have vodka to sell you. And why they didn't start this off, and I'm trying to scroll through the video. I, I forget if they pull it up or not. But yeah, about, yeah, they're just talking about, they call it poor o Four ojos, this means four bears. We interviewed people. We went, Let's go to taste test. Right? You definitely can tell when you are going to a taste test and you start sampling. And here's the thing that will blow your mind is going to a blind taste test. You think, because branding is so effective, you'll be blown away that you'll, you'll have a sip when you're like, what is this absolute dog shit? And then you learn it's one of the m most famous brands. You yeah. just are conditioned to point at bottles and go like, yeah, I'll have that. Or you, you call out the name, you sip it, and then you're like, this is actually not good. Yeah. These guys have developed this proprietary process oh, really? for distilling vodka that will change the way you taste vodka. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and it will change the way you live your life. And I say that as a guy whose brand is recovery. My brand is getting up and getting after it in the morning. I like to party, but I don't like... Drinking vodka will change your life. I mean, that's certainly true. I would argue for the worst in most times. I mean, th this new tasting vodka is going to change your life. Like, I certainly hope he's not insinuating an Ari Shafir incident. If uh, hopefully it's not laced with anything. Like to lose my next day. I want to fucking earn that day. Yeah. And so and so, uh, when we were approached by them, I was hesitant at first. I was like, I told Tom, I was like, well, I've done vodka tastings. It's gonna be a shit show. It's and and then they told us about this. This is a right. no. This is like premium stuff. This is like a, a, a non-GMO wheat. Okay. Yeah. Like so, those other brands, a lot of the most popular brand, they use corn. There's another guy named Bert that has a vodka. I think I don't know his last name. Well, when you taste the corn vodka, <laughs> you're like, because we had them in our samples. We yeah. had we had. Okay, that's enough. So. Going over to, where is it? The bottle reveal. So let's pull this up. Therapy, for me, came at a time. More ads. Just, I don't know if it's ironic or hilarious, but all the, what is it? The BetterHelp therapy advertisements that you see on the social media. I will give them credit in terms of marketing. The people they use in the ads look like the cliche people who need a lot of therapy. Although I'd also argue we have a record number of therapists in the United States and yet mental health has just declined and society's just, you know, going down is usually trajectory or downhill. So I wonder if they all that therapy is just having an inverse effect. Another topic for another time, perhaps, as I try to skip this ad. Let's see here. So now they're going to reveal their design. Another ad? Let me see, because they have, how many ad breaks are in this? So that's four ads we've had thus far, in addition to this video being an actual ad. This is the fucking blend. This is the fucking mix right here. Yeah. This is the fucking mix. This is nice just on ice. God, and, and I'm telling you, as a fucking vodka guy, that's good on ice. It's good. You can have that in a paper cup with ice. 
and you're not going to destroy the integrity of the paper cup, you're going to get to it way faster. That's so good. Oh, that's fucking nice. Let's yeah. talk about all our vod vodka baking. Oh, we need to make mixed drinks. Yeah, we do have to make mixed drinks. Oh, we got to make mixed drinks. Oh, we need a Kool-Aid and vodka. His ADHD is admirable and entertaining. I'll give him that. Kool-Aid and vodka. Oh, that's her. Screwdriver. Orange juice and vodka. Uh, Cape Cod. Two bears. One's growling, one's smiling. Pick which one we are. Uh, show them the top. I love the top. This is a cork is a honeycomb. Honeycomb top. Because yep. bears love honey. They do. Red Should we walk by we while we pick this bottle? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't pick a much fancier bottle. I can't imagine how much they're going to charge for this. But it looks... I guess it does have a unique topper, you know, a plug for the top. But let me see here. I think they chose the cheapest piece of glass they could possibly find. So it's not a unique shape, so it fails in that regard. Just a standard vodka bottle. And it looks probably paint imprint on it. Which, again, a lot of branding. So, I Tom does have a point in terms of a lot of the brand apparel and marketing is partially the design, the aesthetics, the brand, you know, the allure behind it. But also, as silly as it might sound, the bottle shape is a huge thing. When you're going to the store and you see the shelves on shelves of different ways you can poison yourself, well, different bottles stand out and that gets some people attention, especially if they're a new buyer or you're trying to find a new audience. This looks like just any bottle you can get. I mean, even I'm trying to think of the most bland bottle you can get is maybe, what was I used to use? What was popular in college? Like Absolute Vodka? But even they have like a little imprint on it or the bottle. The bottle has, it's not completely uniform in shape. There's like a little imprint for the stamp, which again, is just a sticker, but it's not like this. It's just a universal shape. It's, it's almost like just, they just trust the cheapest piece of glass you could possibly buy, which again, does help with profit margins. There it is. That's our bottle. You're going to need to put something dark so people can really yeah. appreciate. And actually, if I'm looking at their logo right, so they did, again, it's the concept two bears. That's their whole, that's what the show is called. They didn't use the podcast logo. So I'm actually surprised there's a brand continuity and trying to build their audience. They chose a different logo. Again, it's just it's two bears, but it's not the same logo you see every day if you do tune into their show. So, not great with the brand consistency there. I'm surprised they didn't kind of stick with that. The perfect amount of heft, the perfect design, hand grips it like it comfortably. Yeah. It's and not like, oh, how do I... <laughs> it's, it can fit in your hand. That's So it's not a handle. Granted, the big, bombastic, you know, large ones that come with a physical handle built in. So he's describing the shape of the bottle. You can, you can, you can, you can get a hand on it. That's very unique. I don't know any other vodkas that do that, actually. I... I might have to go out there and rush and buy this right now. <laughs> and it keeps you honest. Yeah. See that neck? There's no vodka inside that neck. So you know what you're drinking. You know exactly. What, it's no misleading design. I've been there a lot. Yeah. We were like, whoa, 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 whoa. How buzzed are we? God damn. It's a fucking what? cool bottle. Dude. I'm so excited to be. Because they don't fill it up to the brim, they think it's a better idea? Or are they just bragging about the consistency of volume that they can fill the bottle with? A vodka owner. Yeah. I love this. I love this logo. I love this logo. You have one bear with his tongue out, one bear growling. I love the everything about this. And, and by the way, painstakingly, we went through everything. This Even is not... The, this color right here with the two-headed bear right here. I don't know if you can see it, but you can see the two-headed bear standing. We, everything about this. Bottle design, bottle choice design and label design alone was honestly like a like multiple months process where you get you get okay how about this one and then you give it's like notes right you just go not to this no to this no to this yes i like this and then you get a new bottle and all that is like a process to land on a bottle and the same thing goes for the design the way the glass like the osos name is in the glass you know oh. it's like it's etched into the glass oh Everything from the label, this whole thing. For a fraction of a second, I'm actually impressed because the signature is actually a part of the glass structure in terms of you could feel if you run your hand, finger on the bottle and it bumps. That means they actually made a custom mold for that bottle so that when they put the glass in the mold and it expands, it'll go into the empty cavity where it's empty, the inverse. So it's actually a unique mold. Now, this one, did he just say they just use an engraver? Which, 
again, that's an extra step, just cost them money. It's good to have that little extra branding, but that's much more economical and a good way to boost your profit margins. It looks custom, but you don't need necessarily a custom mold for this. And don't get me started, molds are very expensive. And oh, we'll see what else they have to say. We're almost done though. Yeah. It's like I said, a multiple months process just to land on a bottle, a label, the cork. Bert was insistent actually he really wanted this to be an actual butt plug, the cork. Because right, people collect the uh, the the tops of um, of Blanton's. Yeah. And I was like, dude, these will dump. Imagine all the promos we'll get of people shoving this up their ass. ass. Yeah. By the way, we came real close to having two bears butt fucking on the bottle. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this is why it's good to have me here. No, we didn't. Um, we came so fucking the, close. This, the the butt plug and the two bears fucking. It was Bert so hard was, to turn away from the two bears butt fucking. Yeah, you were really pushing those. Special edition bottles. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in these design meetings was like, wait, is he serious? And Bert was like, no, I'm 100% serious. Yeah, 100%. In, in all the marketing ideas, I've been 100% serious. Yeah. And they're like, that. we definitely absolutely can't do that. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. Because no idea is a bad idea. Right. We can definitely launch the two bears butt fucking over Gay Pride Month. Was that June? Did you know not all gay guys get fucked in the ass? I I learned that... High intellect here, folks. High intellect. Now, in terms of having a modicum of intelligence, or, you know, a good idea, having a custom topper for your bottle is actually a good idea. You have you see this a lot with, I'd say, mid-high-end alcoholic bottles. I know, a little bit biased being from the best country in the world, Texas. Huh. Moderate joke, depending on who's listening. But, nevertheless... Texas whiskey or TX whiskey, famously made in Fort Worth, Texas, they have actually used a little piece of leather on the top of it. And depending on what blend you get and what, you know, addition you get, the little topper is differently. And they, of course, business brilliance, they sell different ways you can display that. I forget what they call them, but one's just a glorified big rectangular piece of wood. And you can put all the different stoppers in there. One's much more glorified with the company's logo embossed into it. So having a custom topper is a good, unique marketing idea. Well, not really unique, but more higher end than just the regular swill you can get. And I don't know, I can't help but think this probably tastes just as good as Hawkeye vodka, which is not a great thing. It's, you know, famously, if you're from Iowa City, you know, although ironically, it's not as technically associated with the school, University of Iowa, but it just shows up a lot at the parties. This at some point, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. It's not kind of selfish. It's like, so, doesn't even make them gay, really. Some of them just. Fuck you in the end. That's it. I could. How long do they debate this? Let's see. They suppose. Supposedly, the preview says. Let's see here. Are they gonna get back to the? We'll do that. Yeah. If I had known that was part of the equation, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm gay. Also. Yeah. I get to fuck dudes in the ass. Sure. Sure. I, you're telling me I can not. I can go in and go. Oh, I would, I'd rather not be fucked in the ass. And there's one guy going. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're a top. Yeah. I did not know. I thought top and bottom meant just in the moment. Yeah. Like Leanne's a top, mostly. But I've been the top a couple times. The great debates. And I guess dark humor. As a child, my name topping was most associated with acne and pizza. The puns were endless. Now as an adult, I'm told it means something much more different. But I'm persistent and consistent with my name. I'm not changing it. Keep sticking to my guns. She's a top? Yeah. How so? She gets on top of me. Okay. Is that what a top is? No. Top is the person penetrating. Oh, I'm just a top. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Clean up that verbiage. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely the I'm the fucking top. I there top. You go. I top. He's a I think it was lovingly known as a man child. And I it's debatable how much of this is an act versus reality. For every time I yeah. top her off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, man. We get these to porn directors and just have them in the background. Just little Easter eggs. Yeah. Everybody in the adult industry is getting one of these. Everyone in the adult industry. Hit us up. Yeah, and that's the other... That's enough that. So, again, that goes on for an hour and nine minutes and seven seconds. And, yes, we will jump into the comments section, which are highly entertaining. And mostly agree with my sentiment in terms of the, this video. Now, in terms of a product, this is completely on brand for Bart. Or as 18 people call him, Bert. But... 
because again, he's a lifetime alcoholic. He he came to fame by drinking copious amounts of alcohol in college when he was a student for six years, I believe, at Arizona or whatever. And Rolling Stone picked up an article about him, and thus the legend was born. And that makes sense. Now, a lot of people, fascinatingly enough, are ridiculing them. They aren't, and it depends on how you define it, they're not technically starting an alcohol company or a vodka company. It's a white label type of scenario. So they do go to the distillery and they tell them, hey, this is what we want, this is what we want to look like, this is what I want to taste like. And they probably laugh at half of what Bert is saying. But it's a white label situation. They're actually manufacturing it. And fascinatingly enough, some people will not buy a product just because of that. Because again, it's the authenticity, you're not actually doing it. And these gentlemen have the resources necessary. If they wanted to, they could start their own liquor business, you know, day one. Now, that's a huge risk, and especially, again, terrible law in Texas in terms of trying to plan a business out. In Texas, fun little business fact, if you want to build your own distillery or brewery, as far as I, last time I spoke to one of my brewing buddies, this is the current law, and again, I'm not a lawyer, though I do own a suit, as all men should. Well, you have to buy the land, build the facility, build a distillery, get inspected, and then you apply for a liquor license. They could deny you, and then you're stuck with that investment. That investment's just sunk down. So it's a big risk, of course. And a lot of people say, well, they're not authentic, they're not making it. And I did a little LinkedIn poll because I debate, as I try to go grow my media company and someday make a profit on it, do I make my own coffee? And if I were to do that, or you know, some other popular product, would I need to invest the, I mean, there's some estimates, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to start an actual coffee company is then you own the facility, you own the machinery, you own the packaging, or you just white label it and you pay someone else to do it you pay someone else to do it and you design it and again you give them input on how you want it to taste. On LinkedIn, again small sample size about 175 people voted in this, it's about a 50-50 split between people saying I if I knew that I would not support the company and other people saying, yeah, I know that uh, it's not all the money going to the person, but it helps them grow. So just having a white label instance is controversial in and of itself. Now, the fact that this is also, again, over an hour long, just sales pitch. And again, they have like multiple ad breaks and they even, again, I'm not going to have you listen to their dribble, but they actually do do an ad read. So I think one of them is for DraftKings and some other partnerships they have. So it's a commercial with commercials, which again, that gets annoying as hell. Now, go to the comments section. We'll see how many people agree with me or me. Who knows? Perhaps I'm alone in this assessment. I mean, I don't think so, but let's dive in. One of the first comments comes from Ernest Thorne, 2824. They say, quote, two bears, one infomercial, unquote. I got 766 likes. Clint, 60, or 3680 says, quote, so if YMH members get this episode ad-free, what's actually left for them to watch, unquote. I got 739 likes. Billy JJ says, quote, the more I watch this episode, the less I want to buy their vodka, and I'm a fan, unquote. And that got 444 likes. Jeremy Wright said, quote, podcast cringe, sum this up perfectly, save yourself an hour and just watch it, unquote, getting 101 likes. Floating Stool says, quote, pitching the pores your new vodka for an hour is an interesting move. Can't wait to see how it goes, unquote, getting 791 likes. And while Bart Chrysler is known for being, you know, bombastic, maybe not the maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed or in the kitchen drawer or in the kitchen knife drawer, so to say, but people much more like Bert Chrysler because he's kind of the lovable guy. And with Tom Scarrow, though, the big controversy with him is, and again, there's a debate, is this, is this a comedy shtick or is it how he really feels? He has taken to have it into calling out the pores and making fun of people who are a low income level. And a lot of people are critiquing them, saying a lot of their show is devolved, or depending on how you want to define it, evolved into them talking about high end sports cars and high end watches, which, again, unless you're a watch or a car aficionado for the average person, probably can't really relate to them dropping more money on a watch than most people pay in rent for a year. So Tom has actually gone on the offensive, calling people pores, telling them to get their crap together. So that's another thing that has eroded their popularity a little bit. Now, Wayne Stock simply said, I stopped by for the comments, getting 232 likes. Daniel Servin says, quote, comedy seems to be the side hustle, unquote, getting 138 likes. Let's see here. Fox Real says, quote, this is the first episode I couldn't make it through. It's just one long vodka ad read. I made it 
43 minutes in and had to stop. This felt like a dry relapse for me after a day or year of sobriety, I quote. Got 490 likes. Sean Rick says, quote, I'm so glad we could attend this marketing meeting. I would have liked to hear Tom's story about the kids flooding the bath bathroom if Bert couldn't quit yapping about his buzz like there's a unexplored territory there. Got 647 likes. Robert Mustache, who, A-plus for marketing, he does in fact have a mustache in his profile picture. He says, quote, I'm too poor and too smart for premium vodka from two adjacent celebrities, unquote, getting 56 likes. Do one or two more here. Carthridge says, quote, at this point, I will only watch YMH to witness the plummet of a once great channel. It's pretty iconic to see the ship going down. Got 383 likes, and YMH is their YouTube channel and Tom Segura's production company. Let's see here. You got K. Jim Personnel says, quote, Based on this announcement, rest in peace, Bert, 1972 to 2024, they got 1.5,000 likes. And Lord only knows how much Bert was going to be increasing his consumption of alcohol if you can get vodka at cost. They shall be entertaining, I'm sure, to say the least. Let's see, we'll do one more. Stefan Deer says, quote, This will be the podcast we've looked back at as the beginning of the end of Two Bears, unquote. That got 387 likes. So, as the youth might say, they were ratio to say the least. And I don't see this getting better for them anytime soon. I There's a certain star power you have with certain A-list celebrities where people will worship them no matter what they do. And they'll buy the crap that they shook and they pitch. And, I mean, I think that worked for, what was that? Ryan Reynolds, Brad Pitt. One of those guys had their own, one of those fancy good-looking guys well they had aviation vodka and they exited it for like a billion dollars george clooney did that but those guys are also leading multi-million dollar movies and have huge fan that love them and again tom and Bert are both extremely popular famous comedians but the sample size the amount of audience members and fans they have i think are much lesser in number than an action film star or a romantic comedy film star there's just more and more people tuned into those they worship those celebrities so I don't, and again, I, in terms of the upside to them is they won't lose too much money because again, they didn't make that huge investment actually starting the business from the ground up. It's a white label operation. So perhaps their losses will only be in, well, what you would call research and development, but will be the design because they're paying, you know, they have to pay the designers. Maybe they have to have a custom mold built for the glass. Maybe I'm a little suspicious. I don't really think that's that happened in this case, but we shall see this cultural phenomenon may very well end up being the business blunder, not of the year, I suspect, but perhaps of the fiscal quarter. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting cultural news, you have the Bud Light Las Vegas Dome popped with mostly negative comments. Now this comes to the individual profile on X Twitter of Bud Light. And before this long, boring commercial that they have on the dome with music that has copyrighted so you can't even play it, they say, quote, the Bud Light Genie's bottle is in Las Vegas, and that means wishes, like fridges of full beer, sweet rides, and epic nights out with friends. Wishes. Check out what, el what else he's got in store for Super Bowl at the link in Bud Light's bio. I quote. And if you play this little commercial, which, well, that little magic carpet ride, how cliche, but it's about a minute long, and interestingly enough, although this popped out or was published last week. I did write this down the statistics about 24 hours after it was published. Got under 8,000 views and, or sorry, 33,000 views actually, and 384 likes, which not their worst, not their best, but it's up there in terms of the number of likes. And it turns the dome into a giant beer bottle or a giant stein of beer. And then the beer slowly goes down and simply says, it lies to you. It says, easy to enjoy easy to drink both statements are Snopes checked false and the beer just continues to go down as if the beer is being consumed and then it stops with the Super Bowl logo and the Bud Light logo interesting compelling no not really and then they say I mean going back to what they were saying who would wish if you were to have the opportunity to ask a genie for a wish, would you waste one of them on a a fridge of beer? 
That'd be the dumbest wish on the planet. You could wish for on you could wish for a happy family, you could wish for all the riches in the world, world peace maybe, and you wish for a fridge full of Bud Light. I mean, nowadays that's almost like a prank you would do to someone you don't like, break into their house and fill it up with Bud Light. I mean, I mean, some people might argue that's worse than arson. But, yeah, who would make a wish for a free, a, a, a fridge of Bud Light? They say, an epic night out with friends. You, I mean, you don't need a wish for that. That's something you can very easily do right now, you know, at the moment's notice. It just takes, I mean, back in my day, you had to pay for text messages. They actually charge you per text. Now you have unlimited free texting. So it's the bar to entry to actually go out with your friends is pretty quite low. Just send out a text message. Maybe you feel so inclined to do a group text. You can go out with friends, have a great night. You don't need to spend a wish on that. But I guess perhaps I just have a modicum of intelligence. I'm not, I'm uh, certainly not their core audience or not their marketing department. Now, going to the comments section, someone by name of Dill says, this is so cool. I love this. And Bud Light did respond. I'll give them a little credit there. They actually responded and they, they liked their, the person's comment. Now, going to this individual, they have a... I can't describe this. They have their logo being a head that says resist. They have 21,000 friends or followers during 2018. Let's see here. And going to their profile. Look at all that post. It looks like they are... A leftist, let's see here, and a Marxist. Perhaps that's Bud Light's major new consumer. They did say they wanted to find new customers. And interestingly enough, I'm going through all these comments. The ones that are complimenting Bud Light, or at least not viscerally roasting it, none of these are from verified users. So we have one from John B who simply says, cool. And Bud Light responded, but they did not like his comment. Granted, neither did I. No one did. They got no likes. Going to John B's profile, he has 171 or 74 followers. And she is, what is he? Says Republicans are racist. He is, he likes Wordle. And he likes Biden. Interesting. Any repost for Bud Light consistently. Again, perhaps the, I can't help but notice a correlation to all the people who now are giving them accolades at Bud Light. We'll do one more because, well, granted, a small sample size. There's not a lot of people giving them accolades or saying nice things in the comment section. We have one from Heather who says, sweet. Another unverified account. She got two likes and Bud Light responded to her. Oh, the shame. She says she's from Texas. She has 846 followers. Joined in 2011. Going to her profile, and she is mentally vacuous, wanting to repost for Cash App where you can win gift cards. Repost for what is this crap? Someone as mentally vacuous as what is this? Pro Shop Money, where they give away free. They claim you know retweet this, pick friends, and we're gonna give away gift cards. What else does she like? Let's see. So it's a scam. Yeah. So she reposts all the BS scams where they claim whoever, we're going to pick one person who did a repost and we'll give them $1,000. So another person who's mentally vacuous. Now in the defense, perhaps they are simply already drinking Bud Light when they're typing this out, which may explain their behavior or their lack of rationality. Now, as you scroll down again, no one's really liking those. They're getting between zero and one likes. Now, interestingly enough, now we're seeing... All the verified comments are the ones that are negative. Now, the first one comes from Tom Ferry. He says, quote, tranny juice, boycott salon, Bud Light must apologize, unquote. They got 30 likes. Brooker9E says, quote, maybe you can wish you never hired Dill Mulvaney, unquote, gained 13 likes. Artificial Mafia says, quote, damn, that's a lot of gay, unquote, gained 23 likes, though his, his profile is not verified. All these other ones are, though. James Broomley says, absolutely not, gained 6 likes. Terry Moore says, no one is buying your lame campaign. You need to apologize. That would go a long way in resolving your corporate screw-up. Unquote gain nine likes. Elgato Roboto simply has a picture of 
Oh, I guess this is more of a contrarian. He actually is fighting against the memes. He has a picture of someone wearing a MAGA hat, ingesting Bud Light in the improper orifice. They got 21 likes. Now, I'm fascinated. Perhaps, maybe he's a average guy. No bias at all in his profile. So, Mr. Elgato Roboto. He has 1,261 followers, joined in 2017. Let's see here. He is a fan of the 49ers. Let's see. He hates Donald Trump. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so again, kind of starting to see the shape of their, their new audience. Will that audience actually help them make a profit or gain those sales? Just say I'm a little skeptical, say at least. Josh says, quote, there are going to be tampons in the men's restroom at the game, huh? Unquote, gaining 15 likes. Zuma says, quote, you effed up Budweiser. No one cares about Budweiser anymore. It's a picture of a Budweiser Stein as well as a picture of Dil Mulvaney. You got eight likes. Roger did a picture of Dil Mulvaney wearing a tank top in a bathtub while holding a can of Bud Light and having the dress or hair dressed up like uh, or put up in a bun. I got four likes. Xavier says, quote, is the sphere full of gay beer? Unquote, getting five likes. Dave Ernest Hag said, quote, if I came across a genie, I'd ask her for Miller Lite, unquote, getting eight likes. Let's see. So, let's see. One more. Glenn B says, quote, your beer is terrible. Dill, Dill Milwaukee was the best, was the best supposed person. Sorry for must gendering for the brand. Own it, bro. I'm quoting five likes. So, again, ratio to say the least, and all... Yeah, and there are a lot of negative comments, too. Even when they're asking for freebies. A lot of people are just saying, gay, whatever, drink again, so you must apologize, must apologize. Jeez Louise, a lot of scary pictures of Dill Mulvaney. A lot of... Let's see here. A lot of cartoons. I can't but go to the very top one. How many are they censored? Oh, of course, they have a super secret censored button. So I'll click that button, see what else they said. Manatee Manboy says, quote, I wish, again, cover your ears if you have children listening. He says, quote, I wish I could chop off my private part, replace it with a lady part, unquote, getting eight likes. Then another one has Kyle Rittenhouse on a can of PBR. It says, put real heroes on beer cans, getting one like. So those are the two ultra hidden responses that they didn't want us to see. So again, I can't put... Continue to see a trend. All the nice comments on these Bud Light posts are all from people who just either repost everything for free or they just want to win some type of BS freemium or promo or they're people who are more left politically inclined. So, I again, they're trying to regain their old audience. They're trying to regain that 30% of sales that they've so effectively pissed off and just they got rid of that consumer base, got rid of those fans. So they're trying to get them back. And, again, this really ain't working. We have more and more celebrities coming out saying, you know, they want to endorse the brand. We should rebuy it again. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, at the end of the day, what does it take to actually turn it around? Is that even possible? That perhaps would be the greatest challenge from a marketing perspective. And again, if the CEO was to come out and apologize, I think that would increase their sales. Would it be 30%? No, absolutely not. Maybe 5 to 6%? Maybe? I can't but think it would probably help. Now, that being said, then the leftists or people who, as it has devolved into a political issue, People on the very left for them try to boycott it as well. Though, maybe they just have to sponsor more pride parades, which Bud Light has been doing for about three decades now. So, it'll be interesting to see as they put themselves in between a rock and a hard place. But, let's just say, if I was a gambling man, I I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Now, going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek on the EU considering sanctions against Tucker Carlson for interviewing Vladimir Putin. Now, this comes to us thanks to Vivek's personal ex-Twitter profile. Statistics were all taken down about 24 hours after it was posted. Granted, it did happen last week. Now, Vivek says, quote, The European Union is considering sanctions against Tucker for interviewing Putin. But think about it. There's no way the EU would ever dare do that to a prominent U.S. figure without implicit blessings from their counterparts in the U.S. government. Unquote. 
And again, they have a, they got 1.6 million views and 46,000 likes. And of course, many people are calling Tucker Carlson the GOAT, or also known as the greatest of all time, for actually interviewing everyone and giving us the interview that we've been we've been basically not allowed to see. Can't help but see the different contrast. You also have, I mean, Black, the, Mr. Zelensky. He's had probably more interviews in Oprah, going around the U.S. in his sweater, taking two hundred billion dollars from the U.S. taxpayers, between cash as well as resources that we give them from military hardware to also, you know, aid and other fiscal stuff to help them. Two hundred billion dollars is enough. We need to give them even more, is what I'm told. And he keeps playing, you know. Oh yeah, we're all. I'm all innocent. Although. If you look at the historicals of Ukraine and who's in their army, you're going to see a lot of SSs. Um, interesting enough, they were not on the right side of history in World War II, and there are a lot of those folks that are around. They're called Nazis. Not the pejorative thing that the U.S. saw. Everyone is a Nazi in the U.S. by the media standards, but the real ones are in Ukraine. I'm not saying all of them are there. I'm just saying they have actual armies, and we've seen them on social media. And yet, that's the side the U.S. chooses to support. Now, going to the comments section... See here. Well, the first one comes from Andrew Tate. He says, quote, yes, EU states, <coughs> excuse me, get explicit permission from the U.S. before they wreck a prominent U.S. citizen. They got 3.2 thousand likes. And Vivek says, quote, the government of, often uses its dirty work through the back, back, back door. Or, yeah, I can barely, I can't help but think my speaking aptitudes, they have increased. Not by a lot, perhaps. Or, actually, they've decreased. Pun moderately intended, hopefully. But, can't but notice when I first started the show, I spoke. My speaking was much, much worse. I stumbled over my words or speak even faster than I do now. But as we have more important people click that subscribe button, my speaking has improved by a modicum, just a little bit. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it, and it'll fuel my theory, perhaps, that it is also helping the channel improve in quality. Now, Vivek said, responded, said, "Quote: The U.S. government often does its dirty work through the back door. Just look at the relationship with tech companies over the past five years." Unquote. Getting 2.1 thousand likes. The red-headed libertarian said, quote, red-coat behavior getting 393 likes. Our favorite contrarian, well, not really favorite, but I do follow him so we can get some different perspectives. So usually in these instances, most of the top results when it comes to the comments usually will agree with the original person posting. Luke is a far leftist or, you know, some may call him an extreme leftist. And I follow him so you could see his post at the top. So he responded saying, quote, Magas are always the victim and hero in everything. Even in their own insurrection, Gaslighting 101 is essential to the hustle that they cloak themselves in fake victimhood and act like everyone else is the aggressor and they're just fighting back and inverts the power structure, unquote. Is he insinuating that the tech companies didn't do mass censorship in the past 36 months plus? I mean, we've had leaked documents that confirm that. It's not a theory anymore. It happened. But, again, 41 people did agree with that statement. Now, G.D. Sharp said, quote, he's about to expose Ukraine as a cesspool of corruption and depravity, unquote, getting 439 likes. And, yes, historically, fascinatingly enough, even CNN, Wall Street Post, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, even they were calling Ukraine one of the most corrupt countries on the planet prior to the Ukraine-Russia conflict. And I guess maybe we just forgot about that as we've given them all this stuff with zero accountability. Even though, as recently as a couple weeks ago, we've been seeing more and more leaks of money just disappearing and being improperly allocated and stolen. And as we go down more comments here, you have Brittany Ray saying, quote, What about Newsome for meeting G? Unquote, getting 262 likes. Joey Mariano says, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden asked them to do it himself, getting 274 likes. Richard Tibbetts says, quote, Ukraine is the country that imprisoned and killed an American journalist, R.I.P. Gonzalo Lera, unquote, getting 156 likes. And they also outlawed, you know, the opposing political party, they outlawed in Ukraine under Zelensky's leadership. They also got rid of churches. Interesting. Uncommon says this, quote, according to the Biden administration, it's okay for the Ukraine to kill an American journalist, but it's not okay for an American journalist to interview the Russian president. Think about that for a minute. Who really wants to store, stop the war versus continue, unquote, getting 464 likes. Let's see here. Mike Beach says, quote, all right, mainstream media. And it's a picture compilation of other prominent U.S. politicians as well as inter uh, journalists interviewing Vladimir Putin. And it says, journalism, journalism, journalism. And then the picture of Tucker and Vladimir, and again, it says treason. Which, again, the hypocrisy is always there. 
Deb says, quote, very concerning that our own country has come to the point where a journalist is threatened to doing, for doing their job, unquote, getting 79 likes. Susie says, quote, I remember when Barbara Walters interviewed Fidel Castro. I'm quite certain she wasn't threatened by sanctions, unquote, getting 72 likes. So it'll be interesting to see, as the interview, I'm sure, is to break the internet, what are the long-term ramifications? What do we find out from it? And will other countries block Tucker from entering their premises? What, what is this going to mean for journalism? Let me know in the comments. Do you think it's going to help our country unite or, you know, help people become reignited in fascination with the seeking of truth? Or will people just become more politically bifurcated and only stick to only consuming, you know, one or two of the media outlets? As always, be fascinated here what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have a cheese recall after an outbreak and some deaths, unfortunately. Now, specifically, this comes to us thanks to Sarah at Fox News. They say, quote, Listeria outbreak across more than 10 states linked to recalled dairy products and two deaths, according to the CDC. The deaths, unfortunately, they were also associated with the Listeria outbreak were reported in California as well as Texas. Now, they also know that it has sickened 26 people and hospitalized 23 of which, and then two of which have passed away. The specific company is by the name of Rizzo Lopez Foods, and they issued a voluntary voluntary recall on Monday for all cheeses and all other dairy products made in Modesto, California facility. And they say, quote, because they have potential to, to be contaminated with Listeria monoclonal Unquote. Monocytogen? Is probably how it's pronounced? Probably, maybe. They, and of course, this is one of those instances where there's a lot of white labeling where you have one company making multiple brands. So all the brands that are affected specifically include Tio Frisco, Dan Frisco, Rizzo Bros, Rizzo Gran, Rio Grande, Food City, El Hucha, La Ordina, San Carlos, Campesino, San Maria, Dos Ranchitos, Casa Cardenas, and 365 Whole Foods Market. So quite many brands to say the least. In terms of the number of sick people, it looks like the states that were affected or the people who were affected resided in Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, as well as Washington. And the CD says said that they were, they were tracking the strain of the for years prior to the food recall. They know the outbreak between 2017-2021. Let's see here. They reopened the case in 2024, January. Now the symptoms... Let's see, can include, oh, unfortunately, it hurts the people who are most innocent, which would be the young children and people with weak immune systems. And they know that systems usually start within two weeks after eating the contaminated foods with hysteria, but may start as early as the same day or as late as 10 weeks after. Now, they note that most of the common side effects are going to be fever, muscle aches, tiredness. They could also suffer from headaches, stiff neck, confusion, loss of balance, or seizures. So again, it's quite heartbreaking in this instance. This is more of a dark, oh, especially dark business blunder. We usually talk about you know car recalls and product recalls where you have some minor injuries. But unfortunately, this is the worst recall of all where someone has actually passed away from it. So be especially careful if you see those in your kitchen, I was gonna say your kitchen drawer, but realistically, you keep cheese in the fridge. Eh, fridges have drawers, so metaphor still stands, or analogy, whatever. If you see that, I, I wouldn't even risk it. I'm trying to see if they actually specify the individual SKUs, I didn't see it earlier when I was reviewing this, but let's see here. In terms of the dates, yeah, unfortunately, do not eat any, yeah, they're just saying do not eat anything at all. If you have questions, you reach out to the company. If you feel so inclined, you can call them at 833-296-2233. They claim that that's your hotline is monitored 24 hours a day. And let's see here. They also say, you know, they did not, the company did not respond immediately when they were called and asked for comment. So unfortunately, the business blunder day is quite dark and some people do pass away. If you're aware of those brands immediately, I mean, my two cents is throw them out immediately, don't even risk it. And hopefully they're able to contain this and they don't have this type of incident again. But unfortunately that dairy recall, it certainly is the business blunder of the day. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a thumbs up, thumbs down, comment, and sharing it is also a great way to not only give me additional feedback, but also help with the magical YouTube algorithm and help it get shared more and more. 
Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.